Welcome back to Rough in the Basket. I am here. My name is Noah Burnt. If you don't already know, but I think you guys do by now. Hopefully everybody knows. Hopefully, hopefully. But maybe we got some some first timers out here. Well, this is a podcast where if you're listening to this episode and this is your first episode, I'm sorry because we're going over the NFC East today. We were talking before this, me and my co-host Brandon Carr. We're talking about this prior to the show. We kind of just want to get this division over with because it's not that great. No offense to those Cowboy fans out there. I don't know why there's Cowboys fans out there and why they're like America's team. You have any theory behind that car? I want I want to hear your thoughts on that. I know there's a history behind it, but back in the 90s, they were very successful. I know there's a book out there that kind of explains why they're called America's team. They have a storied franchise. They have a lot of great players who come through, walking through those doors and playing on their team. They're still known as America's team. If you want to back it up because of the history behind it, sure. But I don't know if you want to go by recent success. I don't know if that's the best uh, metric to use in determining why they're America's team. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I got to make a reel on it, honestly. I mean, I feel like that would be a good That's a good one. And if you haven't followed it yet, follow the Instagram. Very important. We're posting a lot on there. A lot of really interesting tidbits that you guys can learn. So yeah, check it out. Some interesting facts. But we're going to hop right into this podcast, right into what we're talking about today, the NFC East, also known as the NFC Least. And we're going to start off with the Washington Commanders. And we got a new name for them this year. It's going to be interesting. Not really. No longer the whole team. No longer the Washington football team. Finally, they have a name. And I don't know if I'm a huge fan of the name. I feel like maybe there were better options. But honestly, maybe it's not that bad. See if people like it. But. Yeah. Yeah. I heard a lot of football players actually say that they, they preferred the Washington football team. I don't know why. I think I've seen that just, too. Yeah. It was just straight to the point, I guess, but I mean, kind of unconventional, just keep your football name that way. But you know, now we got the commanders and that's kind of, you know, new year, probably same disappointment. Like, look, to be fair, this team has had a lot of QB issues over the years. They've had, I believe I read six or seven different quarterbacks over the last three years. A star of football game for them. Alex Smith is one of them. Dwayne Taylor Allen. Heineke. Yeah, Taylor Heineke. And Kyle now, Allen. Kyle Allen. Yep. I mean, there's been a lot. There's been a few other ones I don't really remember off the top of my head. But so it's been a struggle there with their quarterback position. They did everything they could this offseason, upgraded and getting in Karsten Wentz. Just to be honest, I'm not sure how much of an upgrade over Taylor Heineke it is. I believe Heineke was making something like, uh, I don't know his exact contract situation, but I'm definitely going to assume he was making under $10 million for sure. Probably more so around five. I'm not, again, I can't find his contract on the top, but I do know he was definitely getting paid probably about $30 million less than Carson Wentz was making. And Carson Wentz is not that big of an upgrade, unfortunately. Uh, in my opinion, at least, I believe Carr has that same opinion shared. So I don't know. I think that's a big problem when you're using like $30 million more for a quarterback that's not going to give you that many more wins than than the other quarterback would. Maybe they should have. I don't, I don't know what else they could have done. I mean, they drafted Sam Howell and, you know, maybe he could be the long term answer. Maybe he'll get a chance to start at some point this year. But Carson Wentz is now the guy. He's probably going to disappoint again. But this team's really built on on rushing i mean antonio gibson had the fourth fourth most carries last season overall i mean out of the backfield jd mckissick he's been there for for three four years now and he's been one of the best pass catching running backs in the nfl and now they're bringing in brian robinson as well a rookie out of alabama so 
there are some things to be a little bit excited for. Maybe their offense is going to be revamped, but they have the same offensive coordinator and not much has been changing really. So yeah, Carr, what, what do you think about this team? The biggest move that they made this offseason was bringing in Carson Wentz. And this was a team that had been linked to a lot of quarterbacks that were on the market. Jimmy Garoppolo being one. I remember there was some Russell Wilson rumors with this team. So they were in on a lot of quarterbacks and they were hell bent on getting their guy. Carson Wentz last season was, I think, pretty good for the Colts, but I think that also being on the Colts team and not really having to rely on him as much kind of helped him a lot. They were a run first team, had a, a good offensive line with Jonathan Taylor, who was the best running back in the NFL last year. Carson Wentz, I think, is an upgrade over Taylor Heineke. And Taylor Heineke has had his moments, but I don't think he's quite a starting NFL quarterback. I think he's more so of a backup guy. I just think Carson Wentz is personally, in my opinion, an upgrade. I think last year their defense kind of underperformed. I think their team, I think if you look on the if you look at the Washington Commanders team on paper and look at their defense on paper, I think they have a good defense. Jonathan Allen. Top 100 player in the NFL last season is a very good defensive tackle. You got Deron Payne there. You have Wayne and Collins is still there. Kendall Fuller, Jamin Davis, Chase Young. Like he's still there. Chase Young had missed games last season due to injury. Montez Sweat's a very good edge rusher as well. But I think they will be a better defensive unit than they were last season. I think they just underperformed as a whole. I think their defense will have a bit of a bounce back season last year. They were a good team at stopping the run. They allowed the eighth least amount of rushing yards per game in the NFL. So they were a good team at stopping the run, not so much the pass, but I do feel like that will improve this season. I think it'll get a little bit better in terms of the commander's weapons, Terry McLaurin, you give him a brand new contract extension. So you have your wide receiver one locked up and this is the best quarterback that Terry McLaurin has played throughout his NFL career. I mean, Carson Wentz, I wouldn't even say he's a top 20 guy, but if you look at some of the quarterbacks that Terry McLaurin has had in his past in the NFL, they've not been very good. Carson Wentz is the best quarterback he's had, so I do feel like that Terry McLaurin could have a pretty big season. Curtis Samuel's coming back from injury. You drafted Jahan Dotson in the first round, who has had a pretty good training camp. So there's some good receiving weapons. Their offensive line is, I would say, about average. So I feel like this team with the NFC East and having a pretty easy strength of schedule, I believe they have the sixth easiest schedule in the NFL. I could see this game, this team winning six games. Last season, they won seven games. Ron Rivera is not a bad coach. I feel like their defense could get a little bit better. The Russian attack has some question marks, whether or not who's going to be starting there. The offensive line, they lost Brandon Sheriff. So, I mean, that's a downgrade right there. You lose one of the better guards in the NFL. So I think the commanders are, I think, a six-win team. I could see them potentially being an eight-win team. I think that's probably their ceiling, but I think six wins is fair. And looking at their schedule, like they have some pretty easy matchups in there, so they should be able to win some games. I'm definitely not that big on the offensive. I shouldn't say the offensive side because I think running-wise, I think they'll probably be top – 10 in the NFL in terms of their combined team effort. That's a bold take, actually. I respect it. I I wouldn't say it's that bold. I mean, I'm not really hyping them up at all. I think uh, their quarterback play is going to be definitely mediocre at best. Uh, And I think I'm not even going to say it's completely Carson Wentz's fault. I think it's more so just they don't have that many playmakers. 
on, you know, for wide receivers there. I mean, apart from Terry McLaurin, I should say that. Apart from him, Dotson, their first round pick, he's unproven. Then they also have, who is it? Samuels, right? Curtis Samuels. Curtis Samuel, who was injured last season, so... And, you know, he, he could be back at full strength, could not be, but he's not a household name either. And that's what I'm really worried about. You know, who's going to be that guy that really steps up? Is Dodson going to be legit? Is he going to be a bust? But going on to the defensive side of the ball, throwing-wise last year, they were not able to stop quarterbacks at all. They gave up the fourth most passing yards in the NFL last year, so they definitely struggled with that. Rushing-wise, they were actually able to hold their own with the trying to stop their, their opposing running backs. But overall, the overarching theme is going to be, can anybody else step up apart from Chase Young? I mean, we know what Chase Young is. We know that he's going to be a monster. I mean, some people say that he's going to be defensive player of the year. I mean, I could see that happening, to be honest. Like, maybe he's going to step up big time. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see exactly what happens this year with with him. Is he going to take another step forward, Chase Young? And also, well, you know, what's going to happen with the rest of the defense? Ron Rivera is really known for the being the, the lead for the defensive side of the ball, at least. And I mean, last season, they really struggled to get stops when they needed it. And I'm not sure it's going to be that much better this year. So I think because this defense is just, they're not that great in its entirety. I think they might be able to steal some wins here and there. A lot of people probably forget last year, they were actually six and six after 12 games. But then again, they were after eight games, they were two and six. So they went on a four win, four game winning streak. And then they fell off after that, finished the year seven and 10. So I think this year it's going to be similar. I don't think they really got better, but I also don't think they got any worse. So I'm going to go with seven wins. So I guess we're going to go on to the Giants, which it's going to be interesting. I mean, I actually, this past week, I think I mentioned it on the last few episodes of Rough in the Basket, but I did go to a Patriots Giants game preseason is actually really cool experience but I think a big storyline probably the biggest storyline that's dominating the Giants training camp and the preseason is is Saquon Barkley is he going to bounce back is he going to be the player that he was three four years ago coming out of college and I think the answer to that is a yes and again I kind of hesitated on that because it really comes down to his health I think if he is healthy and he is able to at least play 12 games 13 games I do think that they're going to get a lot of contribu- contribution out of him. I think he's going to be a, a big piece that they're able to win games around. But again, the quarterback play is very suspect in this, this part of the division here with the Giants. Daniel Jones, I'm not a fan of him at all. I think he's going to be benched after five, six games, and they're going to give Tyrod Taylor a chance to play. I mean, I heard other podcasts talking about the NFC East and an overwhelming question was, is Tyrod Taylor going to play this year? I think the answer to that is yes. I mean, Daniel Jones is definitely starting to run out of excuses here. Like, you know, one year it was, or a few years, it's been his health. I mean, health, unfortunately, has been a big deciding factor in some games within the Giants organization within the last few years. They've had their, uh, definitely their fair share of health issues. So it's been a little bit rough. I mean, Daniel Jones coming out of college, he showed promise going for 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He did also have a very large amount of fumbles. So there is that component to it. But over the last two years, I mean, he's had a combined 21 touchdowns and 17 interceptions. And, you know, he's gone for 16 losses, only had nine wins in that period. So it hasn't been very, very beautiful for Daniel Jones and the Giants organization up until this point. Now, 
they do have some interesting wide receivers. I will say that. I think, you know, they have Sterling Shepard. He's been able to consistently produce. Kenny Galladay on that contract that he got coming from the Lions was not able to produce like the Giants have wanted him to over the last few years. Is he going to bounce back this year? I mean, I don't know. I don't think we see it that often where there's a wide receiver that gets signed to that kind of deal and they struggle the first few years and they bounce back. It's very rare that happens. So I'm not too sure about that. And then there's Kadarius Tony, who I actually really like. But again, I, I don't think that he's necessarily going to win you games or be, you know, even if he gets seven, eight passes a game and he's able to, to catch those passes, I still don't think that it's enough to really contribute to wins. Unfortunately for them, I think they, they upgrade their defense a little bit, but it's still, you know, it seems like a lot of years they have the pieces to win games or at least be competitive within the, this division and they just can't get it done. And it's a whole new regime this season. They have a, a new head coach, former offensive coordinator for the bills. And it's going to be interesting to see if he's able to put his fingerprint on this team. But again, I just don't see this going that well in their favor. I think Tyrod Taylor is probably going to take over six games, seven games into the season. And ultimately I see them finishing with, I'm going to go six wins. Okay, that's fair. I also have them winning six games this season, but to kind of dive into this Giants team, biggest thing they've done that they did this offseason was kick Joe Judge out. We know how poorly he ran the Giants last season. And then you bring in, you mentioned Bill's former Bills offensive coordinator, Brian Dable, guy who really did wonders with Josh Allen. Remember Josh Allen's couple of seasons, he didn't really look like a polished quarterback. It felt like he they were still a project. They were still working on him. There was a lot that needed to be worked on. Brian Dable comes in and they were able to really start to fix Josh Allen and his mechanical issues. And now Josh Allen's a top five quarterback in the NFL. Not saying Daniel Jones is going to be that at all. But I think that means that the Giants offense will be will be better than they have been in a while. I think Brian Dable schematically is going to help this offense a lot. We've seen him in training camp use both Wandale Robinson and Kadarius Tony in the backfield. So they're trying to add some more creativity, which is great. I think that's going to help the offense out and help make the defense have to prepare more for you. So I do feel like that's going to be good. And I think having Brian Dable and hiring Brian Dable was a great move. You have a new regime in the front office and they had their first draft. They drafted Evan Neal who didn't have a great first preseason game against the Patriots, but I do feel like that he will improve. I did really like him com coming out of Alabama. He was a top three tackle for me in the draft. Andrew Thomas is still there. He drafted him fourth overall. You hope that he can continue to go upwards on the uptrend. And then Saquon Barkley, it's the first thing that you mentioned. Big season for Saquon Barkley. He needs to have a big season because this is a contract year for him. And as you know, he has missed the last two seasons, basically, with injuries. And it stinks because Saquon Barkley was seen as a generational running back prospect coming out of Penn State. He had an all-time great rookie season. And then these injuries started to pop up. And the hamstring issues, the torn ACL, a lot of things that were hindering Saquon Barkley's performance and being able to stay on the field. So this is a big season. We've seen glowing reports out of training camp that he looks faster. He's 100% healthy. We will see how that goes during the regular season. So he's going to have to have a big season this year because when you're running back on a contract year, if you don't do it this year, then 
you're kind of in a really bad situation. And that's the unfortunate reality of being an NFL running back. So hopefully for Saquon Barkley, I am rooting for him to have a good season and maybe he gets a contract from the Giants or maybe someone else decides to give him a contract and he gets his money. But Kenny Galladay, he needs to have a bounce back season as well. He did not look great last season. I know there were injury concerns. People were pointing out his preseason game against the Patriots, how he looks very lazy on his release on one of the one route that he ran and a couple of drop passes from him. He needs to put it together. He, Dave Giants paid him last offseason four years, $72 million. And I think it might have been like 40 something million guaranteed. He needs to live up to that contract. Kadarius Tony. I haven't been a big Kadarius Tony guy. I, I think I've made that pretty known throughout the pre-draft process, but I think when you have him and when you have Wendell Robinson, who are kind of similar players, they're both very good with the ball in their hands. They're both electric players. I think that could be very exciting. And Kadarius Tony did flash in his rookie season before he got injured. He looked very good in the open field, very elusive. He looked very good. So maybe I'm wrong about him and he ends up being very good, but defensively, Zizo Jolari, they drafted him last season and he was someone who's been getting a lot of training camp praise as well. Leonard Williams is still there with their first first round pick they used on Kayvon Thibodeau. So he's going to come in and hopefully he has a pretty big season. He needs to develop the pass rushing moves, but he obviously has the upside and the physical traits to be very good. Secondary lost James Bradbury, but you got to hope that Dory Jackson or Aaron Robinson can step up. Xavier McKinney, I do like him at the safety spot. But this Giants team has the easiest schedule in the NFL this season. So they have winnable games. However, I'm not a big Daniel Jones guy. I think that's I think that's something that's going to hold them back. And this is Daniel Jones's do-or-die season. If he can't do it this year, then I think that's it. And I don't know if he'll get another opportunity to start. I think he'll stay in the NFL and Maybe he's a guy that bounces around, but this is a do or die season. I could see, I think it's Tarod Taylor. I think that's how you say his name. I think he'll end up probably getting an opportunity if Daniel Jones really does stink, but I do think the Giants next season, if they are bad enough and they're in a spot to take a quarterback, I do feel like that's a conversation and they could do it. I have the Giants winning six games though. They've done I think they're doing the right things. I think they had a solid draft. They hired the right head coach, in my opinion. They've done very well at developing their players. So I think the Giants are going into the right direction. But Daniel Jones is still the quarterback, and I'm not very high on him. So I do think six wins is kind of where I see this team. Yeah, it's not that I hate what they're doing necessarily. It's just that what they had from the from the regime prior when they had what, what's that guy's name dave gentleman that that clown dave gentleman that, that guy was yeah. terrible i'm sorry well but, they had him running the front office i mean he was horrible and i think some of the decisions that he made and you know that that former group of people in the administration i think some of the decisions they made is un- unfortunately these decisions are going to haunt this football team for i think maybe another year or two I do think, though, that they overall drafted really well. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau, I really liked him coming out of Oregon. Mm -hmm. I think he's a raw prospect, but with Mm -hmm. the right trainers around him, he could definitely take off and and be a very good force on the defensive side of the ball. And Evan Neal, I mean, probably the best offensive tackle coming out of the draft. Mm -hmm. I do really like him, and I think he could definitely protect Daniel Jones or Whatever quarterback is there in the future, I think he could be a, a long-term guy for them. And Wendell, Wendell Robinson, 
I mean, I'm a little iffy on him, to be honest. I, I haven't really heard that many good things of him. I mean, from what I've watched and what I've seen of him, I'm not that big of a fan. Mm-hmm. And they, they do have other wide receivers there within the system already. But I think he will get at least a chance to show if he's you know going to be a good wide receiver in the league or not this year. And it's really, I think, just about showing this year that the Giants can be competitive and that they can move in the right direction. I mean, I think they, they do have some pieces there, but I think they're one way one year away at least from really being able to start competing with the, the Eagles or the Cowboys. So yeah. I'm going to say six and 10 and we'll see next year. I think next year they'll have more hope with a better quarterback in place. Yeah, there's still a lot of questions. Quarterback, obviously, I think their offensive line still needs some work and their defense needs some work still. So I think there's a lot that the Giants need to do. And I think this year, I think, like you said, they're going to show that they have a bright future, I think. I think if Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau both look pretty good in their rookie season, that's a great step in the right direction. And I think if you're a Giants fan, you should be excited about that if they if those two live up to their expectations. I'm not saying they have to be all pro or pro bowl in their rookie season, but if they can show some flashes that they can end up being good players down the line, I think that would be great. But yeah, quarterback needs to be addressed after this season. I don't think Daniel Jones is going to save his job. I just can't see it. And that's the unfortunate reality of the situation. Saquon Barkley, like I said, I am rooting for him to have a big season because I would like to see him have, you know, show what he showed in his rookie season as a guy who has the complete package at the running back position. I hope he can stay healthy and he ends up getting a contract somewhere. So both have Giants winning six games. All right, so we are going to go into the Eagles, which is really interesting. The top top story from the offseason with the Eagles was their backup quarterback was living outside of a gym in an RV. But, you know, I mean, the Eagles are an interesting franchise for sure. Apart from having a backup quarterback that's really entertaining and probably at some point going to have another chance to at least fight for a starting position. I mean, Gardner Minshew, I've said this a thousand times, but he, he should be at least competing for a starting QB position somewhere in the NFL for sure. But going on to Jalen Hurts and the Eagles that are actually going to be playing this season. they So I've heard a lot of very mixed opinions about this team, but the majority of them are really positive. A lot of people seem to have faith that Jalen Hurts is officially the This team was great with running last year. They were able to finish first in run, yeah, running yards, rushing yards every game. They averaged, I think, about 20 more than any other team in the NFL per game last season, which is really interesting. And they they really were run first, pass second, and that was very evident in those games. It was so frustrating. As, as somebody that had Devontae Smith on their fantasy team and sometimes needed him to just get, like, three passes for, like, 40 yards to win the game, it was frustrating watching him and Jalen Hurts. I mean, from what I saw, there was a lot of times where he was wide open and Jalen Hurts just wanted to run around in the pocket, which is something I had a problem with. However... He's very athletic. Jalen Hurts is extremely athletic, and I believe he is going to bounce back this year and be a better thrower for sure. I mean, they only averaged about 200 yards per game in terms of throwing the ball, so I believe that was good for 23rd or 24th in the NFL. So they weren't that great at throwing, but they're bringing in A.J. Brown, who is getting paid finally by the Eagles, not by the Titans. And, I mean, that's that's kind of my thoughts on the team. I think that they're definitely going – in a better direction than they were a year, year and a half ago with Carson Wentz there. And uh, it's definitely been a very unique position that they've been in over the last few years, drafting a guy in the second round, 
a quarterback in the second round while they just signed a guy to a, like a four-year, $160, $170 million contract, whatever it was. And then, you know, he struggles the first year. Carson Wentz struggles, throws like 18 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. They bench him for the guy that was drafted in the second, third round of the draft. And then he ends up becoming the, the guy. So it's going to be interesting to see how this evolves. But I think they are headed in a positive direction overall. What do you think about them? I think they are too. And this is going to be a huge season for Jalen Hurts. He need, well, in terms of importance, it needs to be a huge season for Jalen Hurts because – Look, the Eagles, I think, next year have two, potentially two or three first-round picks. I think it's two. So if they really did want to, they could, if they decide Jalen Hurts doesn't show enough this season, they could draft somebody, they could trade for someone. So I think this has to be a big season. But Jalen Hurts has a great team around him. I think the Eagles have a top-five offensive line. They may have the best offensive line in the NFL. I think they showed it last year. They were the best rushing team in the NFL. I think it helps having Jalen Hurts, who's so dynamic with the ball in his hands when he is a rusher. So you have that dynamic to your team. You got Miles Sanders. You got Kenneth Gainwell. Miles Sanders is on the contract here. So I feel like this is going to be a season where he also wants to show, just like Saquon Barkley, that, hey, I should be paid. So you look at that, and then you bring in A.J. Brown, who I am very high on. I love A.J. Brown. I think he's a top 10 wide receiver in the league. So you have a number one, Devonta Smith kind of slides into that number two. Quez Watkins, I think, is a very solid wide receiver three, too. I do like Quez Watkins. Dallas Goddard, you signed to a contract extension. as kind of like Jalen Hurts' security blanket, safety blanket. I think he'll continue to be that this season. And then you look at the defense, Hassan Reddick, they signed him. I thought that was a very good signing. He's been a guy who has had a lot of sack production the last two seasons. So you'll have him. You got Jordan Davis in the draft, who is a absolute beast, like in terms of his size, his athleticism, and just his strength. He's going to be someone who is going to man the middle, along with Fletcher Cox, who we can learn from, which is going to be great. Javon Hargrave's not a bad player. You have Darius Slay, who had a very good season last year at corner. James Bradbury brought in from the Giants. So this is a very good Eagles team, I think. Jalen Hurts going into Nick Sirianni's second season with being the head coach of the team and just kind of being more familiar with the scheme, I think will help. Jalen Hurts needs to, I think, produce more as a passer because like you were kind of mentioning, not there wasn't a lot of passing production. Like I think he threw 16 touchdowns and nine interceptions last year on like 3,000 yards. That does need to increase, I think. And I think it should. I think Jalen Hurts, again, I think he's gotten better every single season. Obviously, he's not a perfect quarterback. There are things that he needs to work on, but he has a good team around him. He has a great offensive line. Obviously, this team was a great rushing attack, and he is a big factor in that. So, And I think their defense, and I forgot to even mention N'Kobe Dean, who they drafted. They stole him in the third round. I think he might also have a big season if he can prove that he shouldn't have slid as far as he did. So this is a very good team, and I'm – pretty high on the Eagles this season. I have them winning the NFC East and winning 11 games. I think Jalen Hurts, I think, will have his best season as a pro. I think he's getting better, and this is going to be a big season for him. I think he'll prove enough that he should continue to be the starter for the Eagles for the time being. And, again, he has the weapons. He has the offensive line. I think a very serviceable, good defense. I think the Eagles have a lot of things that a lot of teams do not have. And I think this is going to be a team that should be very good next season. So 11 games is kind of where I see them. 
Yeah, going into the season last year, I don't know if you remember this, but there was a lot of talk that they were going to get the number one pick. I mean, that's how low a lot of expectations were for the Eagles. And they finished the season above 500, nine and eight. They were competitive throughout the, the season, did a lot of good things, struggled at times to be able to throw the ball. But other than that, I mean, they were able to rush very effectively. Mm-hmm. And a big downfall for them, unfortunately, last season was their defense. I mean, they were 31st in sack rate. That's worse than the Detroit Lions. And trust me, as a Lions fan watching them last year, it was difficult to be able to be like, dude, just get to the quarterback. And they just couldn't get to the quarterback. So, and that was the Lions. I mean, the Eagles were even, according to this, were even worse than the Lions in that category. So if they improve in that, if they improve in their pressure rate, which was 22nd in the NFL last year, and they allowed the the second highest completion rating at 69.4% for 69.4%. So Overall, their defense was terrible last year, but my point being is that they were able to get nine wins despite having a awful defense. And their defensive coordinator is in year two. I mean, he's fairly young. He's 39 years old, and they've been able to make some upgrades this year on the defensive side of the ball, bringing in James Bradbury, I think is huge. Definitely a solid number two quarterback along with Darius Slay. And then also on top of that, being able to bring in Jordan Davis and N'Kobe Dean, bringing those two guys in from Georgia, it's going to be interesting to see how this defense fares this year. And even if they can just, you know, 15 defense in the NFL, 16th defense in the NFL, I think that's good enough for them to probably win 10, maybe 11 games. So I think they're definitely going to hit the over. I think they're going to get 10 games and it's going to be very close with them and the Cowboys. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with 10 games. 10 games. Yeah, that's respectable. I could see it. This is going to be a team that I think is going to be fun to watch. They have a lot of great weapons and, It should be interesting if Jalen Hurts can take that next step that a lot of people feel like he can take. I I don't think he's going to take like this huge, massive step into like MVP conversation, but I think he'll prove that he's around a top, top 15 ish quarterback in the NFL. He, I mean, he should be able to do it with the weapons that he has. I'm a big Jalen Hurts guy. And I do feel like that he could, he can do it with what he has, but again, the passing production needs to improve because 16 touchdowns, nine interceptions isn't really like great. And then only 3,000 passing yards isn't really great either. But if he could just keep improving, he can get more comfortable in the system. And he's a guy that I think is a great leader. I think he shows that he works very hard. And again, dating back to college, he's gotten better every single season. So this should be the year I feel like that he can put it together and be, I think, a very good quarterback, top 15-ish quarterback at the very minimum a top 20 quarterback in the nfl all right fair enough man and i want to ask you so you said that you think the eagles are gonna leapfrog cowboys and win the division so i want you to start with the cowboys and tell me why you think that the eagles are a better team than them i'm curious okay so you look at the dallas cowboys you lose amari cooper i think that's a pretty big loss michael gallup is also going to miss the season so it's going to be a big year for C.D. Lamb, but other than that, there's really not money weapons. I think the Cowboys offensive line, yes, Zach Martin's very good. I think a lot of people recognize that. He is one of the best guards in the NFL. I think he arguably might be the best guard in the NFL. I think last season he definitely was. So he's still going to be very good. You still lost Lael Collins. Like this offensive line is not as good as it's, as it was last season. They're getting older. Like Zach Martin, again, is very good, but he's their only elite guy, Zach Martin. Micah Parsons was an absolute monster last season. They put him at edge rusher, and he was a force to be reckoned with and a 
bona fide stud. He was an all pro, I believe, last season as well. I think he's going to continue his dominance. And he could honestly, like, if he continues his trajectory, defensive player of the year could be something that he could win next year. I mean, last year he was in that conversation for a rookie. I think Trayvon Diggs, the interceptions, yes, he had a lot of them last season. I think that's due to come down. I think that's due to regress. So I don't think he'll have as many interceptions as he did last season. So that's less turnovers for the Cowboys. Dak Prescott, I think, is a good quarterback. I think Dak Prescott's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. And I feel like he gets a lot of hate, but I feel like it's unwarranted. I think he's always been a guy that has performed very well. I think people are kind of in the recency bias stage because the Cowboys did not perform great against the 49ers in the playoffs last season, but they made the playoffs. Dak Prescott has continuously been able to lead the Cowboys to relatively good records. I mean, we saw when Dak Prescott went down, they had Andy Dalton. The team looked horrible. Like Dak Prescott, I think, holds a lot of value to this Cowboys team. And I think that he's going to also, again, continue that upwards trajectory that he's been on and have a good season. I just feel like that the Eagles have a little bit of an easier schedule, not by much, but I think the Eagles have between the Cowboys and the Eagles, those games this year are going to be good, but I do feel like I like where the Eagles are at a little bit more than the Cowboys. Cowboys lost some players last season. That's going to be something to keep an eye on. And then Mike McCarthy, I think that goes without question. I am not a big Mike McCarthy guy. I haven't been a big Mike McCarthy guy. And honestly, this could be the season where he gets fired. I don't know if he's that guy moving forward. And then Sean Payton retired last season. He could be in the conversation to be the coach of the Cowboys. There's going to be some guys who are going to be floating that rumor mill that the Cowboys could decide, hey, like we can get a guy like Sean Payton and bring him out of retirement and he could be the coach of this team. So I feel like there's very little room for error for Mike McCarthy. I do have the Cowboys one in 10 games. I do like their team this year, but they did lose a lot of guys. And that's why I don't think that they can win the division over the Eagles. So I think 10 games is kind of where I see them. And that's going to be on the back of, I think a solid running game, Ezekiel Elliott. I do think that he's going to have a pretty solid season. Tony Pollard, again, the backup running back is, is very good as well. So I think you got a good rushing attack. You're going to be relying on CD Lamb and then like Jalen Tolbert, the rookie. He was a third round pick and some other guys on that team to step up. Dalton Schultz, I think, will be really good, the tight end. And we'll see what ends up happening if Mike McCarthy stays the head coach. But if I'm the Cowboys, I would probably advise for them to not keep him around for very long. I think those are all very fair points. Trayvon Diggs was fantastic last year. No denying that. I mean, led the league in interceptions, had a crazy year. But there's another category that Trayvon Diggs led, which isn't positive, and that's most yards given up by a cornerback. And I'm sure a lot of people probably don't think about that because of all the interceptions he had. Obviously, I mean, that's huge. So, I mean, I don't want to really – bag on him for that but I will say I think there's a very big chance that he has a huge regression this year and I think you know what he did last year was extremely impressive but I think sometimes there's a mental element to it especially as a cornerback where every year it seems like the number one guy from the year before falls off a little bit and then there's another guy that rises up on the charts for best uh, best cornerback available and then you see the the following season they kind of fall off and I feel like with cornerback it really fluctuates just because there's so many good wide receivers in the league and, and I feel I feel like he's going to fall off this year. I don't think Trayvon Diggs is going to be that great this year uh, with less interceptions and giving up the same amount of yards he gave up the year before or more. I mean, 
it's not going to be a good look for this Cowboys defense. I think they overachieved big time last year. I will say Micah Parsons is very impressive. I think he'll keep it up. But, I mean, we've seen in the past there's been great defensive players on terrible teams. So, And I'm not saying Cowboys are going to be bad. I just want to put this out there. But I do think there's going to be a step back. Uh, Dak Prescott, good quarterback. But even Cowboys fans will tell you through the second half of last season, he was not the same guy. He did suffer a little bit the second half of the season with uh, just being able to complete basic passes. And I think there is question marks with their their weapons. I mean, Jalen Tolbert could have a big role for sure this year. But like you said, Micah Gallup, there's questions. When is he, when is he going to come back? Is he going to come back? They lost Amari Cooper. And uh, their offensive line is probably the worst that it's been in years. I mean, for a long time, got to give Cowboys credit where it's due. This offensive line was viewed as one of the best in the NFL for years. They did a very good job establishing that. But now with it starting to regress uh, and their defense, I believe, really overachieved last season. And this year, I think there's going to be a step back. And yeah, I mean, I think they're going to still get 10 wins. And, you know, it's hard for me to say this because I do know that there is a Cowboys fan that listens to this podcast. Shout out Austin. But uh, I think you're right. And I think the Eagles are going to pull it off and they're going to win the division. I think they're both going to get 10 wins, but I think the Eagles are going to have a tiebreaker and I think they're going to take the division. We finally got this division over with. Thank God it's not that great of a division overall compared to maybe other divisions in sports. But you know what? It's still NFL football, still fun to watch. So I'm looking forward to watching this division just like I am every other division in the league this upcoming season. So there should be some competitive games. Keep mentioning the Eagles and the Cowboys, but the commanders can give a good fight against these teams. The Giants could with the upgraded coaching system. But I think the Eagles and the Cowboys should probably be the two favorites to win this division and they're going to have some pretty good games this season, but yeah, that's it. This week's episode of rough in the basket. Thank you guys for listening. We will continue. We have a couple more divisions left. I believe we're at two more divisions left until we are finished. The NFL season is vastly and quickly approaching us. So make sure you guys listen to rough in the basket. We'll be keeping you guys updated throughout the season, but yeah, that's it. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at rough the basket. You can follow us on Instagram at rough in the basket. Follow me on Twitter at bcar underscore 13. You can follow Noah on Instagram at mburnt37. Got anything this week for me, Noah? You know something? I, I don't. I didn't prepare uh, that much. Nah, dude. I, hey, I mean, yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> nothing this week. All right. but Next week will be better. I'll have something next week for sure. So stay to the end of next week's episode, and I'll definitely have something interesting. All right. So you know what? We'll take this time to promote the Instagram because the reels have been doing so great. So make sure you guys go check out those reels. Again, we appreciate all of the support that you guys have been giving us with the reels and listening to the podcast every week. But thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you guys next week. Peace.